Oh, I'm 
Greetings to the body of Christ and Banabamudimo Balin Lefatsi Kabupara and I greet Barnan Lebona in Soweto, in Bramfishaville, the Good Shepherd Ministries, in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. Amen. We glorify God and we praise the name of Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. Hobani, when we look at the life in general, we think about very many things that are there and at times we see goodness and at times we see things that are not so good. I want to say some statements right at the beginning and it says some pain is good pain. I learned this statement in Germany when we were in a city called Bonn, a city that has a dam in the middle of the city, very beautiful. This statement reminds me of the Bible verse that says, For all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to God's purpose. Hobani, when things go bad, there's some goodness in there. Even a dark cloud does have a silver lining, as per the English saying. Lockdown has given us time to look into ourselves, in other words, to introspect ourselves and check only a number of questions that I've been asking myself. For instance, questions like, who am I? What is my purpose on earth? How do I relate to other people? And why do I do the things I do? And why do I do them the way I do them? Where am I going after this life? And how am I matching to God's standards? These are some questions that one, whilst being under lockdown, has had an opportunity to ask oneself. And episode eight, which is what we are busy with right now, I have entitled this episode as The Spirit of Self-Upliftment Results in a great fall. That's the subheading under the big one airing, for God has magnified his word above all his name. Today we're looking at the spirit of self-upliftment results in a great fall. How did we get to a life of problems and a life of lack of peace? How did we get here? We're going to look at uh, a number of things as well here. Some indicators that show us how we got here are, for instance, one, when a person believes that he or she is better than other people. The second part, is when somebody thinks he or she is somebody because of the things he or she possesses. So when people are defined by the possessions they have, and you can ask yourself a question there, Hore, if I am what I am because of what I have, then who am I when I lose what I have? If things are a defining factor in the life of a person, then you know we have a problem here. 
the third question or point there ka shebelang ke ha motho are unchebe hantle i am not your type o tsebor motho ona uri yena o mo leveling a different than ya hao this person are is better than you are again the last point there ka shebelang ke hore motho ha alebella and you find that a person has got more things and maybe has gotten a favor from the lord to a point where he or she has got no lack and this person begins to think that he or she is superior to other people and uh, is better than other people and is a better material of a human being than others are these are the symptoms of self upliftment the problem with all these things is that they pull below ya motu to a point ya hore yena o tshwanetse a be better than others and if this person does not get better things than other people is going to try and rob those that have the things Now this gives us another opportunity to think about some questions. For instance, Wilkay puts us another question that says, where does this spirit of self-upliftment come from? The next question could be, what are the consequences of allowing this spirit to rule one's life? The last question that one can go to is how can we identify this spirit? I'd like us to go to the Bible and look at some verses where the Lord has given us an experience to observe. When we look at the book of Ezekiel chapter 28, Rishabella from verse 13 Rotofita to verse 18, We read about Lucifer. Lucifer is a created being and he was a different angel that God had created. But all angels are created beings as well. So read with me please Ezekiel chapter 28 from verse 13 Rtafella ko verse 18. Iriona hari bala he kitaibalaka the King James version. Iri, thou has been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, carbuncle, gold. These stones were built in Lucifer. Verse 14. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth and i have said thee so thou was upon the holy mountain of god thou has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity or unrighteousness was found in thee Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee 
to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities. By the iniquities of thy traffic, therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of them that behold thee. I'd like us to go and look again the verse particularly with the stones, the precious stones that uh, were built when Lucifer was created. We pick up that one of the stones, I mean, all of them were 10 in total, these stones. And maybe I should actually bring another part of the verse. Iri, Haibuaka, Lucifer, the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. So these precious stones were basically built within the body of Lucifer, the chosen cherub. A number of dictionaries just looking at these stones as to how do they define them because God says you have actually walked amidst the stones of fire let's look at these stones how they define them Sardis as a stone a precious stone Sardis is a ruby it is set in a breastplate of the high priest it's beautiful you can read about this again Go Genesis chapter 17, verse 28. When God gave Moses the pertin, Yahaw the ephat eneto apariwa kesiaparo, sa the priest Aaron, Horesibejuang, God said, amongst other stones, have a ruby. And the ruby was to be put on the breastplate of the high priest. The color of a ruby is pink to blood red, if you think about it. A ruby comes from the Latin word Elin Ruba, and it is favorite for people by Lenhore. They are in power or those that are in love. They like this color. The color is inspiring because it brings out emotions. That's Sadis. Topaz, which is the second stone built in Lucifer, is sparkling blue and it may reflect color like honey, honey, eri inuang, hari inuaruibos. The third stone was diamond. And diamond may be crystal clear, however, it reflects other colors when you shine light through it. It's very beautiful. The fourth stone was beryl. Beryl yonahe is sparkling green, like fading green grass. That's how the sparkling green color your barrel is. Onyx. Yona is beautiful black shine. Jasper is like red of liver. And sapphire, which is another one, sapphire is deep dark blue or rich blue. How we shabella this color. 
it is just amazing. And uh, you look at uh, Emerald. Emerald is another one which was built within Lucifer. Dionahe is light, beautiful green. So somehow it's a maisana, le beryl, but beryl, you know, is um, a green like fading grass, whilst emerald is light, a beautiful green. Kabankal is red and it is able to provide its own illumination in a dark interior. If you have this stone, this precious stone in a dark place, it will give you its red, beautiful, sparkling light without taking brightness or light from any other source. It has its own light within itself. This is beautiful. Gold, we know this one a lot, and South Africa is known as particularly Johannesburg as the city of gold. Gold is a type of glittering glass. Gold can be dissolved, but cannot be destroyed. It is extremely valuable and probably the most sought after of the valuable metals found on earth. Gold is one of the 92 natural occurring elements found on Earth. There is no known natural substance that can destroy gold. Its melting point is 1,945 degrees Fahrenheit. Now that tells you that gold requires light and fire and heat that is really deep for it to really to melt. The second thing is Sahelanka gold is that uh, it is not corroded or tarnished by moisture or by rust or by acid. Gold is pure and gold is glittering. It is a soft metal that can be pounded or you could say it can be cut into pieces and be prized accordingly. That's gold. The last one was diamond. People who work at diamond here are saying there are four C's of diamonds. One C is clarity, the second one is carat, the third one is cut, the last is color. So let's go back and deal with these four C's. They say with diamond, the better the clarity, the more valuable the diamond is. The second one is the weight or mass of a diamond is measured in carats. One carat, for instance, is equal to 0.2 grams. Um, the higher the carat, the more valuable the diamond. The third C is the shape of the diamond is based on how it is cut and that will determine the price yayona and the value of it the last c a diamond is that the color of the diamond is determined by the different glasses that's uh, presented particularly during the point of crystallization it can begin from a colorless point 
to a high color. So Riabona Hore Lucifer was actually built with all this beauty that was on him. And Lucifer was the most beautiful of all the angels that God had created. So what's the issue here? The issue is that when somebody is placed in a position of honor where God allows that individual to be closest to him, of which Lucifer was, Lucifer began to think that he's better than everybody else. And these are the problems that we find as we ask ourselves, how did we get here? How do we get to a point? Molefazi lisinang litabo. Molefazi iling matata. Momotu omulo omon. Abata horhutsweleleye na kopili. Babambabe komorahu. How did we get here? The only problem is that when somebody is given a position of betterment, is placed in a position of power, or is used more of God than other people, there's a tendency to think that you are the one that's making it, as if you've made yourself. Do you know who I am? And all these things, has been given a better position. Yena Abanahana Hore is a superhuman compared to other people. The problem, yeah, the spirit of self upliftment has got the consequence of a great fall. You got to be careful of the spirit. Let's then go check. What are the things that will indicate to us by looking at um, the same Lucifer? Because the Bible tells us when Lucifer was created, he was beautiful. When Lucifer was made to be the chosen cherub, he was actually the one that was closest to God until in his heart was found unrighteousness, till iniquity was found in his heart. That's verse 15. And we pick up, he then corrupted his wisdom by reason of his brightness. The brightness here, it all comes from all the precious stones we just spoke about. The beauty was just amazing. It was, he was the chosen cherub. Mudimu Orifasebaka to look at uh, the things that really brought Lucifer down to a point where God said, I'll cut you down and I'll throw you down on earth. Even though you were in the mountain of God, I will cut you down and you'll come down. Just to continue again about Lucifer, because his name changed when iniquity Isaiah chapter 14 from Isaiah 14 again I'm continuing to read the King James Version 
please use the version that you have to read through these scriptures. And it says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, there are five things that we must be alert and aware of that come up from verse 13 and verse 14. And the minute you pick up the spirit of these five things within yourself, you will know that you are now in danger. And you've got to deal with that yourself. You've got to empty yourself. Otherwise, the issue of self-upliftment will become your lifestyle, unfortunately, that will bring you down in a big way. So verse 13 and 14 give us the five things that made God to bring Lucifer down. And his name changed from being Lucifer and he began to be known as Satan. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. These are the five things that really ensured for a Lucifer in his heart, the evil that began to rule in his heart, got him to be fired out of heaven by God. So watch, the minute and you begin to go and say, I, I, I. That is basically saying the spirit of self-upliftment is ruling your life because you're beginning to look at you more than other people. That's number one. But the second thing, you're beginning to look at yourself to be like God by lifting yourself up. And God is giving us an opportunity to really look at ourselves. Lucifer said five eyes and uh, God cut him down. His name began to change and he began to become Satan and he began to be known as the dragon. How then did he with that spirit impact the world? Read with me Genesis chapter 3. Le mort la chabella diversité de pédifère. I'm leaving the whole background in terms of pretext here, and I'm leaving the post text. I'm going straight into the text. How did this spirit enter the heart of man? Genesis chapter 3 shows us because this one who has been cut down taken out of heaven, fired out of the service of God. His name now is Satan. He is the devil. He is the old serpent. 
He is the dragon. He began to speak to Eve in the garden of God. Now, Ritla Hopola, Morabadileng, Ezekiel 28, that the Bible tells us, God, Lucifer, you have been in the garden of God, Eden. And this is where he was. And when he was here, verse 5 and 6 are bringing out the following. Verse 5 says, And it is Lucifer who actually began to speak to Eve. He said, For God knows that in the day you eat of the tree that's in the middle of the garden, which God said they must not eat. He says, For God knows that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. What are we talking about here? We do see that the desire to become like God began with Satan, who was Lucifer at that time, and was now beginning to let that spirit enter into man. And as he approached Eve, his convincing words were that your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. Verse 6 says, And the woman saw that, one, the tree was good for food, two, that it was pleasant to their eyes, three, that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, four, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, five, and she gave also unto her husband who was with her and he did eat. This was the beginning of disaster. It was the beginning of trouble that has brought us to this day because the desire she had, this is Eve now, was to be wise. The devil attacked her mind by saying, you shall be as God. And the very spirit that God, Satan, fired from heaven is the one that he was now implanting in the heart of Eve. Motu, how radahore upale babangwe, how radahore upahame ufita babangwe, how radahore uvelebo sali, bo makatang babangwe, kimo botata bufitamte, how radahubona uli biti rupalabatu babangwe, kimo diabolosi moyawahayo utomang hosebezateng. It is unfortunate that Eve with her way of doing things, began to desire to want to be like God, to want to be wise as she was convinced by the evil one. This brought about what Galatians chapter 5 talks about. The fruit of the flesh amongst other things. It's lust, it is envy, it is huipahamisa, huipohomosa, and these are the things that began when the evil one lost his position as the chosen cherub and he became Satan, the dragon, the old serpent, the devil. Moya o utwanezi ubane batu So that is how we can identify the minute you find in your heart that you've got a desire to be better than other people, you've got to be careful. 
because that's the beginning of the end. That's the beginning of the fall. That's the beginning of putting yourself in a class of your own where you let other people be below you. In conclusion, there are a few verses we're going to look at. Acts chapter 12 gives us the consequences of the spirit of self-upliftment. We said the spirit of self-upliftment brings a great fall. Let us go look at a man that had the same spirit, the spirit of self-upliftment. Acts chapter 12, verse 21 and 22. We're just going to begin right at the end. This is a man who was the king and his name is Herod. He had done a number of things before. Remember, he is the man who had killed John the Baptist and offered his head on a platter to the daughter Herodias, his wife, the wife he took from his brother. And when John the Baptist wanted to correct the situation, John was on the word of God. He was straightening the crooked way. Herod did not like it. And Herodias, who was taken by Herod, did not like John as well. They both did not want correction. It was the spirit of self again. And John got arrested, was put in jail by the same Herod. And when Herodias' daughter danced on one of the party days, Abafa Mwanawa Herodias an opportunity to ask whatever she wanted. And the daughter asked Herodias, her mother, and the mother, John. This is the man who killed John because he did not want to be corrected. The spirit of self-upliftment has got a problem of creating anger, envy, as well as killing other people. So let's read about him. This time around, having killed John the Baptist, he had had earlier than now one of the disciples arrested. Peter and the disciple was released from jail by the angel of God and he came he was not happy that uh, his uh, victim has escaped and uh, he took upon himself diaparo tsabogosi and I'm going to read now verse 21 le 22 and upon a said day Herod arrayed himself in royal apparel he sat upon his throne and he made a speech unto the people. And the people gave a shout saying, It is the voice of a God and not a man. And Herod took the glory of God and did not correct the people. The spirit of self-upliftment placed him in a position where he wanted to be seen as God. What is the consequence? of allowing the spirit to really rule in your life. When you are a vessel used of God, when people recognize you as God, you have the right to correct it. You have the platform to correct it. If you don't, then you are actually taking the glory of God. And the Bible tells us 
that God will share his glory with nobody. So what was the consequence? Kaherod. When people said, it is the voice of a God and not a man, and immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, which is Herod, because he gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms until he died. Bona motu anka the glory. Pahami modimo ainka The spirit of self-upliftment brings great fall. Ajiwa kidiboku asta pila hubahu fikela atokofala na maya hae ejiwa kidiboku bazalwan modimo kimodimo. Arisike radumela moya wona wa diabolos to take over. God has magnified his word above all his name. If we make ourselves God in God's place, God will deal with us in a very harsh way. We don't want that. And Herod was eaten of worms until he gave up his ghost and he died batu Second Corinthians chapter 10. How do we deal with the Spirit? How? Because we know where the Spirit comes from. It comes from Lucifer. According to Ezekiel 28, as well as Isaiah chapter 14. The man who had a spirit of self-upliftment because of the beauty, because of the success, because of the position that God had given him, he made himself God and God fired him. We know where that comes from. How do we identify it? We identify it by Isaiah 14, Hore, the minute I becomes the second nature when a person talks with others. Are unchebehandle, That person is is going into the same spirit. So we have identified Horsitajwang. And uh, the consequences of the spirit, we've just seen an example here, Herod. God struck him to a point where he was eaten by worms until he died. Now, how do we deal with it? Second Corinthians chapter 10, two verses give us insight of how do we deal with the spirit. Erihe verse 3 and verse 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. This is how we deal with it. The minute you pick up within you that you have a type of I, you have a type of self-upliftment, where you exalt yourself, you bring that thought down and we do it by knowing the word of God. And that's how we deal with the spirit. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Anything that rises itself up within yourself, you have the right to bring it into captivity. You've got to annex it. Or 
unke tlhalogane or monagano o o gate ka maoto o nyenyefatse gore o seke wa take over otherwise the consequences are dire you will lose your life not only in this life but you will have your life lost in the life coming galatians chapter 6 yona ere fatlhalogane verse 7 and 8 dire be not deceived god is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption destruction eternal death and condemnation but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life eternal life joy everlasting these are the warnings that we have the last scripture seresebalang is from hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 up to 3 dear tsonahe therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest at any time we should let them sleep for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard it bahlanga ba morena the word of the lord today gives us bohlale arisike ra ikhogomosa arisike radumela moya wa diabolos wa take over our lives arisike ra ipona ri le batho baleng superhuman compared to other people arisike ra inagana gore rona we are better than other people the minute i enters your life remember it is a spirit that comes from the one that got fired from heaven and god has replaced him with us but that very spirit said the devil he wants us not to get what god has got for us he wants us to be like him because though he was closest to god though he was the chosen cherub though he had pipes built within him he had drums built within him he had instruments built within him ribuaka the flutes ribuaka di harepa they were all built within him and he had 10 beautiful precious stones as covering ya high and the place where he was staying next to god had also 10 foundations of beautiful precious metal so the place was matching him he was the cherub and because of the position god gave him he thought he was better than everyone else and he uplifted himself and for that very reason god brought him down when alinna ha modimo are file di lo tse dirileng modimo are beile in a position where we are blessed let's remember we are blessed to become blessings not actually to boast about the blessings that we have the minute i creeps in it is the beginning of a great fall i edge you today introspect yourself 
check what is happening in your life. Relook at yourself and begin to think, how am I matching to the word of God? Am I approved of God or am I disapproved of God? What are the fruit that comes through my life? How do I relate to other people? Do I think I am better than them, even the way I look at them and the way I address them? Because if those things are of such a nature that they make me come out better than them, then I know it is the spirit that must be killed. It is the spirit of Satan. It is the evil spirit. Modimo Aretuse. Presenter Lemohai, check yourself. Check your life as I'm checking my life. For the spirit of self-upliftment brings a great fall. We do not want to be disapproved of God. Let us realign ourselves to the word of God. Because for he has magnified his word above all his names. We will not bribe him. The only way we can get God's approval is by submitting to his word. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for a moment like this. May your word permeate our hearts and our minds, our lives, that we may be subject to your commandments. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.